Hi, welcome to episode two of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Join me as I chat with Jenny Bell from the Fayetteville Convention and Visitors Bureau as we talk all things Fayetteville, a place I have come to call my adopted hometown. Hey, we're live. Hi guys, it's Melissa from Adventures of Frugal Mom. I'm here with my beautiful friend and amazing friend, Jenny Bell from the Fayetteville CBB. And she's gonna be talking to us all about Fayetteville and how Fayetteville is responding to COVID-19, also about her job at the CBB. And she's gonna give us a little bit about herself. So Jenny, introduce yourself. Melissa, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to our chat. So um, I am what I call a displaced Texan. Um, and uh, North Carolina is now home for me, specifically Fayetteville, which I call my adopted hometown. Um, and I work for the Fayetteville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau as a communications and social media specialist. Um, part of my job there involves managing our social media pages and also writing and publishing our Go Fayetteville blog. So. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I truly, truly enjoy this work that I kind of fell into back in 2015 um, when my family moved back to North Carolina. So that's a little bit about me. So what exactly does a CVB do? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think one of the biggest um, misperceptions that perhaps people have related to a visitor's bureau is that they think that um, essentially we're just a visitor center where people can stop in and get information about the area and so forth. And, and we are that. Um, it, that's kind of the face of our business, so to speak. And we do have two visitor centers in downtown Fayetteville. However, the other part of what we do that a lot of people don't realize is um, sales. And so we we sell Fayetteville as a destination to everything from sports tournaments, um, weddings, reunions, uh, conventions, you name it. Um, so our sales team goes out and actively recruits um, meeting planners and event planners um, to bring them to Fayetteville and thus fill up our hotel rooms, which ultimately is our goal. Um, we are funded by our hotel occupancy tax. Um, and so it's a giant tourism wheel, so to speak. The more people we can put in our hotel rooms, the more that will generate and revenue and have an economic impact on our community. Okay, I'm just writing in the comments right now. If anybody has a question for you, so just drop it in the comments and we'll get it answered. Good deal. So tell me a little bit about your job. You, you referenced it in your introduction, but tell me a little bit, especially what you do there. Yeah. Um, well, we have about uh, 10 different social media pages, ranging from Twitter to YouTube, LinkedIn, et cetera. I'm, um, I'm primarily the person that's uh, writing content um, for those pages. But in addition to that, like I mentioned, I, I write the Go Fayetteville blog, which is completely focused on certain areas of interest that our visitors have, whether it be arts and entertainment or sports, um, recreation. I tend to write um, blogs that focus a lot on our hidden gems. 
places that perhaps the average traveler would know nothing about or wouldn't realize um, are actually in Fayetteville. So that's probably the most fun aspect of my um, kind of blogging work is uncovering those hole in the wall gems um, that even our locals might not be acquainted with, or perhaps they're just kind of best kept secret type places. So that's a huge part of, of what I do. But I also run our Fayetteville NC Blogger Network, which um, is basically a group of bloggers who are passionate about um, Fayetteville and love to promote things to see and do here. And I have a, a lot of fun with, with those folks um, because we meet up quarterly and uh, do different things around the community from kayaking to um, eating, going to art exhibits, uh, you know, plays, that sort of thing. So we kind of um, work alongside them and promote them while they're promoting us, if that makes any sense. There are, yeah, they're our biggest fans for sure. I'm so jealous of that blogger network that you have there. I keep saying, adopt me, adopt me, adopt me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wish, I wish that the, um, that model were used more by visitors bureaus. Um, I think we've proven that it, it's, it's really effective and it's telling the story of Fable from the inside out, as I like to say, so that you get a real authentic man on the street view from the people who live here. That's true. Now, how long have you been with the CBB again? It will be um, five years, actually, this August. Yeah, quite wow. a while. Mm -hmm. wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Hey, how has COVID-19 affected your job? Well, <laughs> um, where do I start? Uh, of course, the tourism industry has been impacted heavily by, by this pandemic. And um, we cannot be encouraging travel when our state is under a stay-at-home order. And so we had to completely transition our marketing and social media strategy and um, start having a different conversation online. Um, and so kind of what that looks like for us right now is instead of promoting or, or selling our destination, so to speak, we're turning inward and we're focusing on our community and what, <clears throat> what our community is doing to make a difference in people's lives right now inspirational stories, information, trying to be a source or a resource to our, you know, our local citizens, even where, as far as things like where can you find takeout and, you know, what, what's out there for people to do that's still considered safe, like kayaking and things like that. So it's been an interesting, interesting shift um, to try to sell tourism without talking about travel, you know? So, um, but at the same time, I, I think it's, it's really neat to be able to highlight so many of our local businesses and, and citizens who are doing remarkable things right now. Real quick comment, Tiffany, Todd, Marquise, I think that's the last name. Jenny sharing a fables, best kept secrets are my favorite places to go. Oh, I love that, Tiffany. You know, um, Tiffany's family was named uh, Military Family of the Year. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, she's, she's an incredible advocate for our community as well, speaking about wonderful people in this community. Now, you talked about, you mentioned some of the businesses that are doing amazing things you want to share? Yeah. 
Yeah, one one that I haven't had a chance to really highlight yet, but I, I'm so impressed with what they're doing. Um, a local organization called Cape Fear Grange has set up a massive initiative to work with restaurants um, in providing meals to our local hospitals. Um, but the whole idea was that they would um, be supporting our restaurants by purchasing food from them at regular cost, including tips and delivery and all that, and then delivering those meals once a week to um, like Walmack Army Medical Center and our Cape Fear Regional Hospital. Um, and so just in the first week or two that they were trying to raise funds, they came up with over $10,000. Oh, wow. and, yeah, it was a lot. Um, and so they're going and buying as many as like 100 plates of food from our local restaurants like Piero's Italian Bistro and um, New Delhi and, and places like that. So it's, it's a beautiful marriage because it's, you know, on the one hand, it's supporting those restaurants that are suffering right now. And then it's also supporting our hospital workers at the same time. And um, I love I love that idea. I think. Um, it's really innovative. And then beyond that, um, you know, I've talked a bit about um, two of our theaters early on started um, using their costume departments to sew masks for uh, local healthcare workers. And um, they were both just wonderful initiatives. And they were even able to recruit regular people, non theater people, to pull out their sewing machines and start sewing masks to be donated to our local clinics and, and so forth. And um, so Cape Fear Regional Theater and Sweet Tea Shakespeare are, are the two theater companies that uh, took that on. And I'm, I'm so proud of their efforts in that regard. See, that's the first time I've ever heard of a theater company actually in the costume department actually taking the time to get involved in, in the effort as well. So kudos yeah. to them. Yeah, isn't that great? That is I love awesome. that. Now, as far as what other businesses are either open right now or things that people may, if they're like driving through, because I know Fayetteville's right off of I-95. So if they're having to stop, if they're driving like to some place, because I know there's some states that are open now. Sure. Um, what are some places in Fayetteville that are open that they may be able to get takeout or just, you know. Yeah. Well, a couple of recreational sites that uh, were able to stay open during all of this are our um, kayaking outfitter type companies. And so we have uh, two of those now in Cumberland County. One is called Spring Lake Outpost, and it's in our town of Spring Lake. And the other one is called Yakalaki Outfitters, and that's in Hope Mills. Um, and at both places, you can rent a canoe or a kayak or even a, a tube and hit the water. Um, and I actually did that this past weekend with some friends. We got kayaks and we went out on Hope Mills Lake, which is a charming, charming part of our town of Hope Mills. And we spent about three hours out on the water kayaking. And um, it was honestly one of the one of the prettiest, cleanest bodies of water that I've been on in North Carolina. And I can't even begin to tell you how much good that did for me mentally and otherwise. I can imagine being cooped up in the house is hard. I know. Yeah. You're not, you haven't been able to go into work. Have you, have you basically been working from home, correct? Yeah. 
I am working from home, that's true. So that was a nice um, just kind of reprieve from the monotony of these days for sure. Um, another thing in North Carolina, of course, all of our golf courses um, were able to stay open um, under the stay-at-home order. And we have about 11 golf courses here. Um, and uh, people are still able to get out on the course and, and uh, hit, you know, either 18 holes um, with social distancing practices being put in, into place um, by the golf courses. So that's, um, that's another great option. And of course, um, our parks are, um, you know, the facilities have been closed, but our parks have remained open for people to take advantage of the walking trails and hiking trails and that sort of thing. So how many parks do you guys have at, in Fayetteville? Oh my goodness, I don't even know a number. We have, you know, we, of course we have our state park, which that one had to completely close. Um, but we also have several um, regional and, and city parks. And I, I, if I were to pick a wild guess, it would be somewhere around 20, maybe 20 parks, something like that. So, oh, well. so there's yeah. things for people to get out and get some exercise if they're feeling cooped up then, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, most of our restaurants have remained open too. In fact, we, when we were um, putting together a list of all of the restaurants that were offering takeout or delivery during this time, we found that probably about 75% of them have kept their doors open um, and are, you know, just offering um, people those options, even curbside pickup and um, third party delivery. And, and so um, I think right now, uh, they're just having to get really creative about how to attract customers, you know, and I'm sure you're seeing it where you're at, but a lot of our uh, restaurants have kind of transitioned over to selling like family meals to go. Mm -hmm. um, and so they'll put together like a whole dinner package, like our circa 1800 restaurant downtown, um, which you and I have been to together. Um, Fried green tomatoes, you introduced me to them. <laughs> yeah, fried, fried green tomatoes. I'll never forget that. That was great. Um, so they're doing a family meal type of package um, or a date night package um, about four times a week. And they're even, what's so beautiful about it, Melissa, is they're involving other businesses. So like for a date night package, you might get a bouquet of flowers from, you know, our downtown market. Um, and a candle from our Cornerstone Design Company. Um, dessert might come from, you know, Superior Bakery or, an, or another local bakery. Um, and it's been really neat to see how they're wanting to collaborate with other businesses to help them. Because it, honestly, it's not the spirit of competition right now. It's a spirit of just everybody keeping their head above water. Absolutely. That is so, so true. Yeah, and those that can collaborate and want to, um, I think are gonna be the ones that really thrive after all this is over with. Um, Tiffany has a comment. Your kayaking pictures look so inviting. Love Hope Mills Lake. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was kind of jealous of that picture too when you posted it. Tiffany, um, that was my first time um, being on that lake. And I, you know, I kind of had a picture in my mind of it being kind of small, but actually you can go for miles down that lake. It goes all the way um, down to like Camden Road um, and even further. So I was so impressed with uh, with 
that place. It was, I'll be back for sure. And for um, about an hour kayaking, you can't beat that for a kayak rental. That's really good. Is that near Big T's? That's no? exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Our, our little hometown snow cone stand Big T's is right on the edge of that water where the dock is. And you just launch your kayaks right there. Um, are they open at Thrawn or no? They are. Mm -hmm. so you yeah. Can you can get a snow cone and a hot dog and hit the water all at the same place. There you go. Yeah. Um, Kelly says we've used Yak Yakalaki twice. Absolutely love them. Oh, Kelly who? Peterson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot she had already gotten to do that. That's right. And, yeah, then Kelly, and Kelly also says Circa is leading the way for local restaurants. I absolutely believe that they have set a precedent that is is totally true. And it's family owned um, and they just are so, so welcoming and kind and take care of their regular customers so well. Um, now, I had a question, but let me get a comment. Real quick. <laughs> okay. um, Mario B. Bay, mm -hmm. what a brilliant guest on the show. Loving the insight. Oh, thank you, Mario. That's so sweet. I serve on the board of Sweet Tea Shakespeare with Mario. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, talk about another community advocate. That guy definitely advocates for Fayetteville. So definitely maybe get him on a live later on. Can you connect us? Yeah, you totally could. You totally could. Mario, you hear that? You're next. Yep. There you go. No, actually, Tiffany is next because I have Tiffany on Tiffany Haywood. The Mrs. T on Friday. That's so great. Yeah, I'm sure she'll have a lot to talk about related to uh, Deed and, and their efforts right now. Mm -hmm. um, um, now, I've seen some of the restaurants in the other cities going to like a grocery store type. Are they any restaurants doing that? Like offering like the raw meats and you can get a pack of toilet paper in with that or no in Fayetteville? Yeah, um, I think a lot of them are doing things like uh, take and bake um, or they'll, you know, kind of give you all the parts to the meal and you put it together, um, if that makes sense. Uh, the creativity that I'm seeing is is just amazing. Um, and uh, again, I think people are just learning how to be so innovative during this time and think outside of the box. Um, and I, I hear from businesses that you know, yeah, they're struggling and perhaps they've had to lay off folks, but they're rethinking everything about how they market themselves and what products they sell. And um, I think it's giving time for people to kind of reevaluate the status quo, so to speak. So um, I think it'll be great to see where they are on the other side of all of this. The other thing that we're seeing here that I know you're seeing there is um, our farmers are uh, mm -hmm. gaining in popularity. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, thanks to the meat shortage and um, this whole movement to buy more local and stay away from big box stores, our farmers are, you know, all of a sudden overwhelmed with business. And that is such a great problem for them to have. And I think we're going to see a whole revolution when it comes to that. We're going to be going back to those small farmers and supporting them. We have so many in this community and now we have several farmers markets um, that offer them great ways to connect with the public as well. Is Dirtbag Ales going to be able to open up their farmers market? 
actually, I checked in with them the other day about that. And their plan is, if all goes well, that hopefully in phase two, they'll be able to open their farmer's market. Um, they have hesitated to do so before now, um, even a drive through market, because they, they know that typically on any given farmer's market day, they might draw a couple thousand people mm -hmm. out, right? And they, they didn't want to be um, doing anything that might endanger folks. And so they, they held back on reopening the market until it was safe to do so again. But meanwhile, they just came out with a line of beers, Melissa. This is hilarious. They're called the isolation session. Um, <laughs> or the no 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 that the series of the beer is called House Arrest. And they oh. have yeah, they have one beer called Don't Be Sour About It. And <laughs> another one's Isolation IPA and um, they just unveiled those this week, and I'm looking forward to trying those. Well, of course you're looking forward to trying those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Dirtbag, my love for their beer. Yeah, and actually, uh, this is kind of like a Dirtbag connection, but last year when I went up, when you had the Raleigh bloggers come, and I was considered a Raleigh blogger, um, I got connected with Purpose Driven Family Farms, and I yeah. actually took a drive out there two or three weeks ago with my husband, at their farm stand and we bought pork and bacon and spare ribs and stuff from them. They are super sweet that people. That is so fantastic. I love hearing that, Melissa, that you drove all that way. I have yet to go out to their farm. She's invited me, but um, here's a fun fact. They actually set up at Dirtbag once a week for pickup. So folks can place their order in advance and then go pick up their meat and eggs and all that good stuff right there at Dirtbag on a designated day. I want to say it's either Friday or Saturday that they're there. I think it's Friday because she tries to be at her, her farm stand on Saturdays. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably is Friday. And then on Sundays, um, our Cedar Creek fish farm um, sets up at dirt bag. And so folks can buy catfish from them that comes from their farm and other seafood that they source here in North Carolina. Uh, and that's a, that is a wonderful family veteran owned business um, where people can actually go out to that farm and, and fish for catfish uh, seven days a week, or they can just purchase it already cleaned and ready to go. So that's, a, that's an opportunity for people that want to get out of the house and they want to get out and, fish or just go out and get fresh air, bring a picnic, I guess, and just go fish right there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause fishing is definitely, you can do social distancing while fishing. Yeah, In definitely. fact, our, um, our fish and game trail on our website is our most popular trail by far. Cause we list all the, all the good fishing holes around the County that a lot of people don't even know about. And over and over again, we see that that trail is, is being viewed more than any other trail. Mm -hmm. Lots of opportunities to, to fish here. That's pretty cool. And also speaking about um, kind of farmer, kind of it's maybe Cumberland County adjacent, but Bravo Steaks. Yeah, yeah. They actually ship, they ship throughout the United States. So right before that stay at home shelter in place order came down, I actually got a shipment from them and ordered from them and shipped. And that I've is actually seen that. And I'm actually going to ship because my son-in-law's birthday is May 23rd and he's, they're not going to be able to come to, he's not going to be able to come here because they're in California. Okay. So I'm shipping Bravo steaks to them in California. Oh, that's, so, that's so cool. I love that they offer that. And if I remember correctly, when I looked them up, they are technically in Cumberland County. 
So yeah, what a great little farm. Um, I think it was because of you, I might've actually discovered them. Uh, they are super sweet. I mean, if you follow them on Instagram, they're awesome because she gives all the details about um, farm life and she yeah. goes, tries to educate instead of yeah. what mainstream media says. Yeah, I absolutely love those farms that are um, using social media to kind of show behind the scenes. <clears throat> and Bravo does that so well. I mean, they, and they're not just showing the glamorous side of it. They're showing like the real day-to-day -day problems that they have. Like, what wasn't it just the other day when their cows got out? Mm -hmm. And she had, to go, <laughs> she had to go help her husband corral the cows that cracked me up. You don't mm -hmm. think about things like that, but that, I mean, those are the real struggles of ranchers and farmers, you know? Okay. Mario said anytime. So I guess anytime I want to have him on, he's going to be on. Um, Tiffany Haywood said, hello, ladies. Kelly hey. Peterson said, just got the whole collection of those beers at Dirtbag Ales. Of course she did. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly might, Kelly might be a bigger fan of Dirtbag than I am. <laughs> I don't know. We're probably neck and neck there. <laughs> Mario says purpose driven farms is fantastic. Always get something from them and they're family run. And they're, uh, mm -hmm. I want to say a young couple because I don't consider them yeah. old. I mean, yeah. They're yeah, super, they are young. Mm -hmm. and, and any of those Hispanics that are listening right now, um, my husband is from Mexico and we just got some chorizo from there. And he said it was just like he was back home in Mexico. He absolutely loved it. So, oh, oh, dang! I'm gonna have to try that then. I'm a huge fan of chorizo. I love to make um, breakfast burritos with that. And then Kelly Peterson says we absolutely love Dwayne. Is Dwayne from Cedar Cedar Creek, Cedar Creek Fish Farm? Mm -hmm. Dwayne's the um, uh, one of the son, and he's oftentimes the one that's out at Dirtbag Ales Farmers Market um, selling their fish, and he's a, he's a sweetheart. And then Kelly Peterson said, "The fishing is so fun and rewarding. Their catfish is so fresh; it doesn't even taste fishy." Yeah, yeah, th that's the truth. I haven't actually fished out there yet um, because right, um, the hurricane actually took out their tank. And they had to do, um, literally, there were fish spread all over their land, um, sadly, after the hurricane. And they experienced a lot of damage. But they do have their tanks up and running again. And um, they're open seven days a week for fishing. Now, talking about the hurricane, how is this going to, how do you think it's going to affect, some of these businesses are just getting back on their feet from hurricane, was it Florence, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think <clears throat> one <clears throat> one thing the both the hurricanes taught our our area um, was how to overcome um, really tough crises like that. And so, in some ways, maybe we were better prepared for this pandemic than other communities. You know, because we we've, we've been through a lot over the last couple of years as as an entire community. Fayetteville was just hit so hard, in particular by Florence. Um, I mean, both of them. But uh, yeah, I think this just goes back to the whole conversation about people be here being so resilient <clears throat> and adapting. Um, you know, in a military community like this, we just kind of have to, you know, we roll with the punches and we come out stronger on the other side. Now, speaking of military, I know a lot, you know, obviously you have military connection with Fort Bragg being right there, but a lot of the businesses are either 
they have some military connection, whether it be veteran owned or a mm-hmm. spouse of a military person. So t- talk about that. Talk about veteran owned and military connected places. Yeah. And faith. Um, well, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. I can name so many businesses like that. But I think what's remarkable about that story, um, and oftentimes when we host travel writers and bloggers here, they pick up on this that there are so many of those folks who aren't even from Fayetteville. They served, perhaps they got out or they retired or they're a disabled veteran, whatever the case may be. They don't go back home to their state. They oftentimes stay here. And because of the fact that um, they're from other parts of the country, they're bringing the best of the rest of the country here, I like to say. So whatever their passion may be, whether it's barbecue or building custom-made furniture or um, farming, you name it, um, we see those people turn around and kind of reinvest back into the community. And that is such a a beautiful story that we like to tell over and over again at the Visitors Bureau, Um, because those those people are what we call hashtag Faye by Choice. And um, I'm certainly a proud Faye by Choice person myself. Um, You know, it's kind of like when you adopt a child, you you're choosing that child, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When you adopt this place as your hometown, I think you almost take more ownership of it. Um, And that's, that's not even, you know, talking about the folks who were, who were born here and have invested as well. Of course, Um, they're just as much of a credit to our economy here as our veteran owned businesses are. So. Yeah, I think I had that conversation with you. Remember when I told you my husband and I got in a fight about Fayetteville and how it was like, wasn't safe to go there. And I'm like, oh, yes, it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because That's it has funny. changed a lot from what it's it been before. And people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People that visited here in the 70s um, more than likely had a completely different experience. But um, thanks to so many revitalization efforts and um, just our city's efforts in general, especially our downtown area, is is just completely different. And there's so much vibrancy in life there. Um, I feel safer in downtown than I do just about anywhere. And of course, I work there, um, but I also play there. So um, yeah, Fayetteville is a different Fayetteville today than it was 30, 40 years ago, for sure. Allison, I'm going to Butcher her last name, so I'm going to try it, but she's hot. Clackowitz. Yeah. yeah. She said, Faye by choice. Jenny is the number one cheerleader. Oh, Allison. So sweet. But there's another person. You've had, you, have you had her on your show yet? Not yet, but I actually did a podcast last week. I think she, um, it was on her podcast. On her podcast. Right. Yeah. She's on, she's on my list. I'm just trying yeah. to kind of spread it out to get not just. Fayetteville, but everybody. Of course. Yeah. I love just that. Allison's a doll. Yeah. It just so happens that you and Tiffany are on the same week, which are like two of my favorite Fayetteville people. Anyway. <laughs> um, Tiana Dean, is that Tiana? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. She says, whoop, whoop, down, hashtag downtown face strong. Yes. Oh, man. She she's um, the veterans spouse and owner of Cornerstone Design Company downtown. And they build custom furniture, uh, but they also have um, a candle business and folks can uh, do candle making workshops with Tiana. 
um, uh, when they reopen, of course, but uh, that's an amazing business. And she's yet another huge Fay by Choice advocate. Um, I adore her. Now, are they beside Winter Bloom? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yep. You know, I love Winter Bloom. <laughs> yeah, in fact, they're good friends with the owners of um, oh, uh, Winter oh, yeah. Bloom and Blue Moon Cafe. And yeah, all those folks make up um, our downtown. In fact, that downtown Face Strong campaign has been really neat to watch. Um, them come together and support one another during this time. Our Cool Spring Downtown District has done an amazing job of um, keeping our downtown businesses relevant in this crisis. So have to give them a, a big shout out. Kudos. Yeah. Tiffany Haywood said they can order candle kits for at home now. So stinking cool. Did you know yeah. that? Yes, that's right. I should have mentioned that. Good one, Tiffany. Um, yeah, I, that's one of the fun things. I think creative ways that these businesses are coming up with people to do as activities at home. You know, you can do candle making with Cornerstone. You can even um, pick up pottery um, packets or uh, packages from Greg's Pottery downtown, and they'll even um, fire it for you uh, later on. There's there's all these uh, neat little ways that um, these businesses are trying to stay relevant and top of mind. And that Grace Pottery is awesome. Gracie and I did that when we were on our mother and daughter trip last year. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. That. Yeah. So with the phase one coming up, so what's going to be open in Fayetteville mm -hmm. for phase one? Well, I know that um, one of the things that they're, they're, they're encouraging is for, for parks to reopen. Um, um, and then, you know, with our, our retail businesses, they're going to be able to open at a certain capacity, just like, you know, the rest of <clears throat> the rest of North Carolina. So not a not a huge change, um, you know, with phase one. I think we'll really start to see a difference once we reach phase two. And I'm hoping that's sooner than later. But, you know, the trends and our, our governor is taking it quite seriously. So. Well, I know California still has not. Everybody's still shelter in place in California mm -hmm. and they've been shelter in place way before we were shelter in place. So, Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been very fortunate in uh, North Carolina and in Fayetteville in particular. I mean, we are a smaller city. We're not a metropolitan city like New York or Raleigh or so we haven't been as hard as hard hit, you know, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, I hope that we can continue to really keep good control of this situation here. Now I've got to ask you kind of a sort of personal question. It has to do with the CBB because I know you guys are such a tight knit group. Are you still able to connect with each other or is it just not the same? You, you're probably going to have a huge homecoming when everybody's yeah. together, right? Well, we certainly utilize Zoom a lot. Um, you know, yeah, we're, we're on there quite a bit uh, having meetings with our marketing firm, our monthly staff meeting, our department meetings. So, you know, we, we hear from one another pretty regularly, but, you know, it is hard to stay connected um, when you're all working from home or um, rotating in and out of the office. So, um, yeah, that's been a, that's been a little bit challenging, but Thankfully, the majority of our jobs can be done from home, and I'm so grateful for that, you know. It's just you miss that camaraderie. Totally, yeah, 
Yeah. And fun fact, our visitors bureau, um, people don't even have to step foot in there to get information. They can go through our drive through because our visitors used to be a bank and they can just pull up to the window and request whatever information they might need. So, yeah. So is it, is somebody manning that right now or no? Yeah, we a few of our staff members are rotating days in the office. Typically, there's no more than, you know, maybe four, four people in there at a time. Um, but there are some folks that are still going into the office a couple of days a week. So if there was one thing that you could tell people to do to help these small businesses at this time, what would you say for them to do? Oh, you know, I think one of the one of the best things um, that you can do for a small business is um, really other than spending money there, of course, um, on social media. I mean, sharing, engaging with their posts, leaving them a good positive review, um, tagging them when you do make purchases and bragging on their efforts, you know, all of that goes so far um, to spreading the word and helping them with their social media engagement. Um, so of course, you know, spending money with them would be number one, but you don't have to spend money to help, help these businesses. There's so many other ways you can. I know a lot of people don't think that even free stuff, they don't think it's helping, but it actually is helping a oh. lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just yesterday I was in the Twitter um, travel chat for National Travel and Tourism Week, and I um, shared a picture of Brooklyn Pizzeria here. And it turned into this long conversation about Brooklyn style pizza and me and a couple of other travel bloggers, NC Tripping and Charles McCool were going back and forth. Next thing you know, <laughs> We were craving pizza so bad that even though it was Cinco de Mayo, I was calling Brooklyn Pizzeria last night to purchase their pizza, all because we were just having a conversation about it, you know? And I said, isn't that funny? Like, here we are, bloggers and influencers, and we're influencing our own selves with our what we're putting out there on social media. So, but it that's the psychology behind it. It works, you know? Yeah. Allison said the curbside delivery to go pages have been awesome in promoting small business here. Oh, I think we might have lost Jenny for a minute. We have internet connections. You know how it is. We're all in the cyberspace. We're all kind of taken prisoners pretty much by the internet. So we might have lost her. Let's see for just a minute if she can come back. Or if I'm frozen, so I don't think I'm frozen because I'm looking at my other thing. So I think Jenny's frozen. So if not, we will try. We're going to hang on just a second. If you have any more comments, I will say Fayetteville is an amazing, amazing place to visit. I consider it my adopted hometown. I would actually get up and move there if my husband would let us. But no, he think, he still has that negative connotation of Fayetteville that I'm trying slowly and surely to get him away from. But he... Um, but Fayetteville has some amazing places. Greg's Pottery we talked about. We talked about Dirtbag Ales. We talked about um, Winterbloom Tea, Circa 1800, Piero's, the Wine Cafe, the Floating Shanty, um, the Candle Company, and everything else. I mean, just basically, if you go downtown Fayetteville, Leclerc's is also another place that's kind of forgotten, but it's a really cool, like, coffee shop if you want to ever want to go there. Um, it's super cool to go to. So, 
we have lost Jenny totally because she's totally out of the stream now. So, and I don't know if she'll be able to log back on, but thank you guys so much for watching. Um, tune in on Friday at two o'clock, two o'clock. And I'll have the Mrs. T, Tiffany Haywood on. She's actually like someone that I look up to a lot and I take her advice and she's actually the one that got me on doing StreamYard lives this way. And I can't wait to see you guys on Friday and have a good day. And I hate that we lost Jenny, but I want to thank Jenny Bell from the CBB to, um, for coming on today and talking about all things Fayetteville and how Fayetteville's coping with um, the COVID-19. And I love how the, the two um, theater companies in Fayetteville are actually doing the mask as well. And I know Mario from Sweet, was it Sweet Tea and Shakespeare? Or Shakespeare and Sweet Tea. I know it's one or the other. It said he would come on. Up, oh, Jenny is coming back in. She moved outside. Hi, yeah. Jenny. <laughs> I told you I have horrible internet reception. I'm so sorry. I was just talking up Fayetteville well, while I was waiting. I was like, well, uh, let's just talk a little bit before, it, just in case yeah. we haven't lost her. You know, she can't come back in. So, yeah. Now, that page that Allison is referring to. Um, is that page that we created on our website for coronavirus resources. And mm -hmm. anybody can go on there and find all of the restaurants in Cumberland County that have remained open. And they can even filter it by curbside pickup, takeout, delivery, and type of cuisine. So we're pretty proud that we were able to put all that together because there's over 650 restaurants here. Um, so it's a, it's a lot. But um, yeah. thankfully, that's been a good resource for people. Now, I know that you don't live like in Fayetteville Center. You live sort of mm -hmm. out. So what have you been, I'm asking you kind of a personal, what have you been taking in as far as I know? Sometimes I've seen on your social media, you've gone to Circa 1800 and picked up food. So what other places would you recommend for people to go to? Oh, my goodness. Um, where do I start? Uh, well, I definitely would recommend um, napkins out at Dirtbag Ales. Mm -hmm. They're still open. Um, and uh, that's a wonderful option. They can do takeout, curbside delivery if you call in advance. And, of course, get your beer to go while you're there. Um, another one that I've gotten, our burger, um, our most popular burger uh, joint on wheels. They're still all over town, as usual. Um, let's see here. Yes, I adore Circa. Um, I'm a big fan of a Thai place downtown called PJ's. Miss P, uh, PJ's Thai cuisine. Um, okay. And that's a, that's another good one that's remained open. Um, let's see what else. Mm, there's so many that I could name. Um, one of my new favorite discoveries, thanks to my last lunch with you is uh, Pharaoh's village right on the outskirts of Hope Mills. That was absolutely delicious. In fact, I tried calling them the other day to get, um, delivery, but they uh, they weren't open yet, so I was a little disappointed. But yeah, those are a few options. Yeah, this that was one that I actually introduced you to, which yes, yes me. I know, I know. <laughs> you were like, I get to introduce you to one of your own restaurants. That was no good because a friend of mine had traveled through and had eaten there, and I'd heard how good it was, and it was amazing. Definitely. So, Jenny, I just want to thank you so much for being yeah. on and 
guys, if you have any questions or comments, just you can leave it down. Jenny will come back and I'll come back and Jenny will come back and we'll comment on your comments. So Absolutely. Jenny, thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you, Melissa. We'll have a good you day. You too. Bye. See you guys on Friday at two with the Mrs. T. hope you enjoyed my chat with Jenny Bell. If you're ever in the Fayetteville area, make sure to stop by the Fayetteville Convention and Visitors Bureau to get tips on where to visit. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and keep chatting.